Welcome to the Strong Like Mum podcast. Woo-hoo! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strong Like Mum podcast. And this week I'm speaking with Maddie Weaver, half of the Soul Sisters team, fitness influencer, personal trainer, yoga instructor, nutritionist, and face of the Adidas Studio London. That is a mouthful, Maddie. <laughs> that is a lot. You need Not to stop it. doing so much. I can't say it. Um, and this week, we're, we're actually going to talk about a topic that I think will be difficult for both of us um, to record in, in different ways. So we're going to be talking about the misunderstandings around miscarriage. And our hope with this episode is that we are going to be able to share and support and hopefully shatter some of the stereotypes around what can potentially be an incredibly difficult time for women to go through. So Maddie, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much for having me, Shakira. Um, this is, uh, you said just before I hit record, oh gosh, you're a bit nervous about recording this. And actually, I'm kind of nervous as well, because I'm really aware that we are at two completely different ends of yeah. this scale. And, you know, I'm sitting down with you as someone who has four children, and I know a little bit about what you've been through. Um, can you just start by sharing a little bit about your story and the miscarriage experience that you've had? Yeah, of course. Um, actually, I'm, I'm really, I think it's great that we're having this conversation because we are coming from two different polar ends. So I am 38 years old and my partner and I have been together for five years. And we spoke about trying for a baby, maybe sort of a year into our relationship, but trying for a baby, we've been solidly trying now for three whole years and um, took a while to get pregnant, but uh, about eight months. Um, But yeah, sadly, I have in in the space of actually two years, Shakira, because I was looking back at photos about two years ago, uh, I got pregnant. And um, sadly, that resulted in a miscarriage. And that's kind of been the theme for me. I have had six miscarriages in in just over two years. Yeah. Oh, that is just I, I can't. I say I can't understand. You know, and I and I can't, I, I have had one miscarriage that I had after I had had Rio's, it was my, it was effectively my second pregnancy, and I still to this day, and I, you know, I'm now a mother of four, I still to this day find that, it's, I still get upset around that now, so I cannot imagine, I just, I, I cannot imagine what you're experiencing, Um, you know, and I, I've, I've spoken to a few women before who have had experience with miscarriage and often some of them will speak about feeling embarrassed or guilty or ashamed of having having gone through that did you experience feelings like that I didn't feel embarrassed or ashamed but what I did feel was I felt let down by my body that's the only way I can describe it I was disappointed within myself um, I've been relatively open about about my miscarriages. Um, thankfully, no shame, but yeah, just just this real sense of disappointment within myself. Do you feel like people in your life that you encounter maybe tiptoe around the issue with you, or you have you had? You've just said that you've you've never felt ashamed, which is you know 
just a real testament to your support network and you know how do you how do you feel that other people are around you so that I mean, that's a really interesting question i'm once I was ready to sort of tell people, um, I was very open about it. So I was open on like our social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that kind of really opened up the conversation and it allowed people to feel that they could share their experiences with me. Um, I have a very close network of friends and I was again, open with them, told them what was going on. So so my immediate friends were not, they didn't tiptoe around me. Um, they were incredibly supportive. And I think that's one thing that I have learned is, you know, if you are feeling this shame, if you are feeling embarrassed, you know, just opening up to a choice select group of people, whether that's one good friend, one family member, really, it really does help you to heal because I think, the worst thing you can do is just suffer in silence, you know, not um, you need a support network around you to help to help you move on from from something that is so, so hard to deal with. It's so, so tough. Do you think you will get to a place where you'll want to try again or do you feel like just exhausted? <laughs> oh, it's a really oh, it's, it's, that is such a hard one because, you know, I was always very, very positive um, and very keen to to jump back on and get pregnant. Obviously, you know, it's not hard for me to get pregnant. I mean, looking literally, I, was, I, I um, track my cycle mm-hmm. and I was just looking and I was like, wow, literally, I'm like pregnant you know, miscarriage, have a period, get pregnant. It's literally like being like a roller coaster. Mm. But this, this last one was really took me to a bit of a dark place. You know, I was incredibly depressed, really anxious, um, was experiencing panic attacks and actually just this real feeling. I felt, felt out of control. Um, I mean, to the point where I thought I was, I think maybe I was having a bit of a sort of mental breakdown. And I was like, this is it. You know, I'm not, I can't do it to my body. But, you know, time is a healer. Um, I I got a therapist. I've been working with a, a functional medicine practitioner, acupuncturist, herbalist. You know, I'm sort of really trying to heal my body physically and mentally. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of now thinking, right, I'm not ready to give up this battle just yet. Yeah. Uh, I am looking at maybe other options such as surrogacy. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we're now thinking maybe do we find a surrogate? So that's, that's sort of a new, it's, it, we're just thinking about it and, open you know sort of looking down that route but um I want a family you know I really I come from a big family I'm one of four <laughs> we've all I always thought I'd have lots of children and I think yeah, yeah the reality is you know I'm going to be 39 soon I'm I'd be lucky with one now but let's see when you touched on your darkest days for anybody who's listening who might have who might be going through these days themselves what kind of things 
were you doing on those days and what kind of things actually helped get you out of bed? Okay, so when I was at my darkest, I literally could not get out of bed. Um, I just felt absolutely exhausted. You know, I'd wake up and feel exhausted. And I think that's also, that exhaustion came from crying, <laughs> relentless crying. And I just had this anxiety deep, deep within my stomach. So I was, I was just a real real mess mm. um things that helped me so it got to the point where I think I do feel reaching out like I said finding someone that you can speak to now that if that can't be a friend or a family member I mean I did um who did I call I reached out to the Samaritans once I felt that dark um, and just speaking to someone that I didn't know actually really helped having a good cry. Um, I also then, I did reach out to my doctor. I explained how dark I was feeling and very quickly gave me um, the number of my local borough, someone, um, a, an agency that I could speak to. And then just the little things, like I like I mentioned before, those little things, getting out of bed and having a shower and putting on some clean clothes. Um, just that very simple act kind of prepared me for the day. And I, it just, just, sim just simple things. Does that, does that, I don't think I've answered that. No, question. you really have. You really have a friend of mine who um, is going through divorce at the moment. Yeah. I remember her saying, it sounds like the silliest thing, but if I can get up and put on makeup, it yeah. just helps me get started with the day. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just wear makeup now every day because just the act of getting up and putting makeup on is like a commitment to myself that I'm that I'm starting the day. And she's like, and sometimes that's all I do. And then I, you know, the day is still really difficult, but at least I've started the day. And from what I'm hearing, you're saying just a small act of starting your day I, I think so I mean I'd love to tell you that I was getting up and doing 20 minutes of yoga and some meditation but I I wasn't when I was at my darkest it felt too much mm. um slowly I got there and it, it really took time and I just think be kind to yourself if anyone is feeling that you know anyone is in a similar situation take it back to basics don't put Take the pressure off yourself. If you can do a couple of minutes, you know, with, you know, whether it is a nice shower or a little bit of meditation, gentle movement, but or equally, if you're not there yet, doesn't matter. You'll get there. I, I remember speaking to um, I went to I was actually doing a talk at my old school and we ended up going to discussion around their sex education classes. And they were like, we feel like there's so much focus on you can get pregnant really quick, you know, make sure you do this to stop getting pregnant. Blah, blah, blah. And there's not enough education around everything else to do with sex education. And I mean, and, and they were speaking about everything from what you've experienced, you know, uh, miscarriage and how to mentally cope with the demand and the stresses of pregnancy and birth and uh, postnatally coping with miscarriages to everything from, you know, same sex marriages and things. And what you're speaking about is something that I, I'd never encountered it until I started having children. It yeah. hadn't even crossed my mind. And from what you're saying, it was similar. You just assumed. I just assumed. Yeah, 
I thought it'd be an easy ride. I really did. You know, um, yeah, shocking. And I do think education needs to change. You know, we, you, you really hit the nail on the head. Like, I, well, I mean, when I was at school, it was all about stopping yourself from getting pregnant. And mm. I didn't really think about, you know, like periods and, and your cycle and how important it is, you know, to uh, how it's, it's, it's a real sign of what's going on within your body. So how yeah. do you how do you mentally prepare yourself to go again? So you've just said there, oh. you know, you've done a, you were in a really dark place. Yeah. You've done some therapy. And how do you mentally get yourself into a position to think? I'm actually going to go again. Yeah, it's a really tough one. So you know when you're ready. You know, if you'd have spoken to me three weeks ago, I would have said, no way, I cannot do this again. And actually, I had a bit of, I had a pregnancy scare. And um, and it was actually just the hormones still in my body two months later. I said I was pregnant. And I almost fell off my seat. I was ter- terrified. Um, but... But I just feel, I think you will know when you're, I think you'll know when you're ready. And the fact that I'm now entertaining the thought, oh, mm. I could go again. We are looking at things differently now, you know, or like I said, all these different options, but I'm not, I'll, I'm not ready to give up. And I think that in itself shows that I'm I'm not ready just to just be a, a you know, a godmother or a nice aunt. Um, how... <laughs> <clears throat> what would you say was the hardest the hardest thing about what you have experienced what's the hardest thing to to come to terms with that you've had to cope with I think the hardest thing is that it hasn't worked out for me um you know this this dream or this just assumption that I would have a big healthy family and it it's for for pregnancy and having children this is really when you are out of it's it's not in your hands yeah. you know i am not in control of of what is going to happen you know i'm i'm a, i'm very healthy i eat really well i exercise well you know it's like oh it's it's why you know unfortunately it's a bit like why me what have i done yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's unfair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that, that for me has been one of the hardest things. And do you find you yourself know, thinking, oh, she's pregnant again. Like she's already got one. She gets to have another one. And why can't I have any? Or you, you don't feel that way. So it's, a, it's a really tough one. Um, I think, you know, I am at an age where lots of my friends have had their families and you know or or add or adding on to an you know to a to a, like you you know adding to their family it's which is amazing um i've never felt jealousy but it just comes back to that why me and and a, mm-hmm. and a disappointment um within within myself um and you know i think as well again every miscarriage that i've had it it has been a, just that little bit more harder and you can't you can't help but feel disappointed that you're not having what others are having so yeah. i understand why people do feel just do feel jealousy thankfully i i'm not there yet but it, it just come it's it's just a deep sadness for myself but also you know? i always find that 
you know, from the moment that you're pregnant, you're you feel like a mum, you know, because everything mm-hmm. you're doing, even before, even everything before you're pregnant, you're prepared. You know, you start taking folic acid and you're preparing yourself to be pregnant. And then when you are pregnant, you it just it's just you're very aware that you are creating life, you know, and and, and it's a very real thing. And I I can only imagine you know, each time you have to re come to grips with the fact that this this you won't be a mum to this yeah. baby. You know, when you've already felt that connection because you have been pregnant. Absolutely. And that must be so difficult every time. Um yeah. what to, to anybody who might be listening to this who has experienced similar, what would you like them to know? And it's you know it's it's hard I wish we could and I'm sure nowhere near as much as you wish we could record this episode with yeah. the happy ending in place like oh and now I'm having my baby and you know I've got yeah. through this time but you know what what would your advice be to women that are just in the middle of it not not someone who's come out the other side and said keep trying to be okay blah, 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 yeah. in the middle of it okay so if you're going through it, you know, you could be at the most darkest, blackest point, you know, at the, at the bottom. Um, you've got to remember that those times will pass. And I truly thought three months ago, I said, you know, wow, this this is really it. I'm never going to come. I'm never going to feel like me again. But the good times do come back. You are not alone. That is another thing. The minute I opened up, the minute I reached out, wow, so many people felt that it gave them the opportunity to open up and reach out to me as well. And, Mm. you know, I did the very small little um, sort of Instagram video and sort of spoke about my, um, my situation. And I had about 40 women email me and said that they had had a miscarriage that week wow it was crazy and from that hundreds of messages of women who had had a miscarriage within the last two months so once you open the conversation and it's not for everyone but or you find you know people that you can talk to you really aren't alone I mean um Instagram has actually been a real source of comfort for me and in a way it was easier for me to open up to thousands of people than it was to tell a bunch of close friends yeah um but it you have to stay hopeful because without hope you know you don't have much left so I I mean I'm I'm staying strong I'm staying hopeful you can't always be on top um but you know be kind to yourself and what do you mean by you can't always be on top just I I think that's really you mentioned that in your video and I understand what you're saying but it would be great if you just talk about that more because I think that's really important what do I mean by you can't I mean I suppose you can't always be smart for for me my job is very sort of I mean at the moment it's through it's on a laptop screen but it was very you know I was very um what's the word when you're on face-to-face, you know, having to present yourself as a very smiling, encouraging individual. But actually, it's okay not to feel okay. Mm -hmm. And I think just allowing yourself to feel the pain 
you know you don't have to be um that smiley happy on on top of that on top of work person you know just allowing yourself to just to feel to feel your emotions is probably the best way that you're going to recover as opposed to just hiding that so I, I hope that makes a bit of sense you sound in a really positive place at the moment do you feel like you still have ups and downs or is it quite a linear process absolutely I am having up and down days definitely not as as deep down dark um like I mean there was a point where my mental health was really at a, a real low Shakira I mean one of the things that I love more than anything is um like going out for walks you know and being at one with with nature and stuff and even that for me simple things going to the shops um was was just too much you know didn't want to leave the house because well, you didn't want to see people or encounter children or just because you were just you you couldn't cope with it no I was too, well actually I didn't want to encounter people 100% and I just had real anxiety running through my body I felt I was just on the edge of a panic attack mm. um I'm not feeling like that anymore at all and but I definitely still have low moments. Um, but I think as well with me, when I'm feeling really, when I was feeling really down and anxious, I wasn't looking after myself, you know, I wasn't showering, I wasn't eating good food and I really wasn't sleeping. And I really had to like bring it back to basics. I know it sounds silly, but having a shower in the morning, um, putting on clean clothes I mean that's how you know and and trying nourishing food and trying to sleep you know easier said than done but getting myself into bed and not like looking at phones or laptops and just slowly day by day things just eased just a little bit yeah and I just have to keep on coming back to that you know just trying to do nice things for myself whether that is just you know making a wholesome meal or running a bath and things are, things are slowly improving definitely have you found that that what you've experienced have you found that your experience has affected your relationship 100% yeah, <laughs> yeah 100% i think anyone going through this um and i think especially for me as well i can't speak for other people really focused on myself you know oh my god I'm going through the miscarriage oh the pain is on me Mm. actually my poor partner was going through as much heartbreak and as much sadness and it has taken a toll on our relationship but um, we actually spoke just before I did this and you know he said for me I put I put a lot on him, you know, he was responsible for, for, you know, for, for making me feel better. And, Mm. you know, at one point I, I, I really did just rely on him, but once I was a little bit more open and spoke to my friends, it did take the pressure off him. And again, he, he really found comfort with opening up just to one, one good friend who he could speak to about, um, but it, it does take its toll. Miscarriage is really tough it's draining you know you want something so bad and it's not happening but um 
again thankfully you know I, we are we're still together and we we've we have come through this better and stronger like we are we are really open and we do communicate and I I can't speak for all men but I do think sometimes he my partner definitely it has dealt with the process maybe a little bit differently to me I like talking about it a lot mm. yeah. <laughs> and I think for him he doesn't want to talk about it so much but. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that sounds like Tom and I as well when we go through something I'm a big big talker and he just wants to like internally process what's yes, going on exactly. um, I know in my message when after you this video that you posted on social media which was so incredibly powerful and as you said you had a huge response and I messaged you um off the back of that as well and I remember I said to you in one of my messages you know as someone who's a mother there's so much more to being a mum than just pregnancy and birth you know there's so many other things so and and there are so many options whether it's adoption or it's surrogacy or egg donors or you know there's so but I also was very aware in saying that, that I'm saying that as someone who's been able to experience pregnancy and labour and birth. And when you look at surrogacy as an option, does part of you still feel like you are missing a bit? Or do you feel like, actually, no, that, you know, I, I would, I would be comfortable with that? I think you have to make peace with that process. If you're going to go down the surrogacy route, look, if you'd have said to me a year ago, you're going to consider surrogacy, I would have said absolutely no way. I would have gone down another route, Mm -hmm. such as adoption. Adoption was what first appealed to me. Um, But I do have an overwhelming desire to have a child that is biologically mine mm. and biologically my partner's. And, and that is just, that is a want that I have. Um, and it is potentially possible with, with surrogacy. Yeah. Um, I've actually been speaking to quite a few surrogates and I've come on quite a few forums and really just getting a feel for um, if this is the journey that we're going to go down. I will feel sad that I can't have a a body, a baby. Um, But there, like you said, there's so much more to being a, it's, it's a very small part. I, I personally feel um to being a parent so I've I I've made peace with that I look at the at the end of the day I don't know 100% which route I'm going to go down I've the, the problem is when you work with so many specialists is I'm being told a million things I've been told by about three people you can definitely have a baby again we just need to do this that and the other so um I don't know which option I'm going to go down, whether we'll try one more time and and then move to surrogacy. But I, I, I think I've either got one more try in me or I can definitely make peace. I, you know, like I haven't made the decision yet, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I think there's a lot of layers to surrogacy, you know, it's, um, it's, it's finding, I think, the key to it is finding someone that 
that you completely trust. Yeah. And that they trust you and forming a very solid relationship before you even go down to 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 them becoming pregnant. Yeah. But I think it's very exciting. I am completely in awe of of surrogates yeah. and the fact that they are um you know prepared to do something so incredible to take a risk because wow you know pregnancy is not complication free there's no guarantee that even even though they've had children before that it's not you know that there potentially could a complication could arise so I'm I am honestly the fact that people will do that for another person another human is is incredible just to finish this this year's mental health week the theme is nature and how have you found that this has impacted you know we've talked about your mental well-being and we haven't talked so much I suppose about your physical well-being which which would be interesting to just touch on but how do you feel that nature has impacted you in both of those ways physically and mentally okay um so I've always loved going out for side for walks I live right next door to um like this a forest essentially and um it gives me great comfort to go outside and walk and to gather my thoughts um I often don't take you know headphones or music I just get out and and just it allows me to decompress it kind of is like a form of meditation for me so it's really important um and and actually when I was at the deepest part of my anxiety like I said I couldn't go out I was too anxious and that really upset me because I know the power of nature um thankfully I have you know regained that kind of confidence to take myself out and and go for walks so it's so important for me to to do that and it's uh I I go for a walk daily it's part of my self-care sort of rituals I suppose yeah um and what was the other the other part was no just yeah how nature has physically yeah your physical health you know and and your mental well-being how 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 that's been and how you've sort of stayed on track oh I mean physically after the miscarriages um I, my body took a real toll. Um, my thyroid got knocked out, so it went really, really low. Um, I was comfort eating. I, I developed really weirdly, which I still have vertigo, and I gained a lot of weight. Um, so my body took a real physical toll. I, I, I mean, I still don't feel in in my peak peak of fitness, but um, I'm slowly getting there. And yeah, just getting out in nature, going back to my um, just gentle working out. It does make you feel so much better. You know, I'm not put, not putting huge pressure on myself. I'm not forcing myself, you know, to do as many reps as possible, but just simply moving. And I'm trying to be as intuitive as possible, you know, just doing a little check in. What does my body need today? Do I need to sweat it out or do I just need to go for a nice brisk walk? And yeah, just becoming in tune with the body, I think does, it's really helped with my recovery. Yeah. Maddie, thank you so much for your time and and just your honesty. Like I said, you know, we've known each other for a few years on and off and I just felt that you were were so honest and open, but also really positive without being fake or putting pretense on it just 
quite an, an inspiring mindset that you have having experienced everything you have and I genuinely don't know how you how you sustain that type of, of mindset but it's it's really impressive <laughs> oh well thank you honestly like for me and I know it's not for everyone reaching out talking to people on my platform was the best thing that I did and you know Alex my sister and I we've got soul sisters fitness and we really want to be like the big sister or the good friend that maybe, you know, sometimes opening up to your closest friends is is the hardest thing to do. So mm. if anyone feels alone, please reach out to us on our platform. And um, yeah, so just share where can people find out more about you and your platform or website or anything? Absolutely. So so we're mainly active on our Instagram and we are Soul Sisters Fitness. And we do uh, workouts. We talk about our fertility journey. We're going to do more nutrition talk. So, um, yeah, we would love to see you over on our platform. Maddie, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Shakira. I really appreciate it.